You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I honestly believe that Brooke and I have the potential to be the best the world has ever seen. Game time. With Boomer Esiason. This week's guests are three-time Olympic volleyball gold medalist Carrie Walsh Jennings and her new partner, Defensive Player of the Year, Brooke Sweat. Presented by Geico. One of the most exciting events at the Summer Olympics is women's beach volleyball, but how will the year-long COVID-19 delay affect the competitors that were peaking for this July? Well, as two veteran superstars, four-time AVP Defensive Player of the Year, Brooke Sweat will join us a little bit later on, but we begin with her volleyball partner, the face of the sport who has now won three Olympic gold medals and a bronze. It's certainly my pleasure to introduce the great Carrie Walsh Jennings. Carrie, welcome to Game Time. It's so great to see you. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me, Boomer. Your partner, Brookie, is injured right now, and maybe this is a good time for her to rehab and all that other stuff. How's it going with her, and how have you developed the chemistry moving forward? Oh, I love Brooke. She's so wonderful. Brooke Sweat. She's on the upswing, and, you know, it's been it's been awesome. Prior to COVID happening, you know, we were together for a year and a half, and it was a year and a half full of ups and downs, but largely really amazing. We started at I don't even know. We are at the bottom of the totem pole. We made our way up to the fifth in the Olympic rankings. So for a year and a half together, new team, that's pretty incredible. And I think by both of our accounts, we'd say we had a terrible year last year. So um, this pause is going to be nothing but good for us. She's going to heal. I'm going to heal. We're just going to focus on being grateful to have this opportunity to compete. You know, we, we represent the greatest country in the world. We're going to go out there, have fun, be relaxed, and just do what we do best, which is win. So where are you guys in the midst of qualifying right now for the two teams that we would send to the Olympics in 2021? So if the Olympics were to happen today, we'd be in. We'd be the second American team. Every country can only take two teams. So it's a fight for those two top spots. Right now we're behind April Ross and Alex Kleinman. And we, I don't think we'll pass them in the Olympic ranking, but our goal is to creep up and to have the best seed going into Tokyo as we can. And we believe our first tournament that we'll play in is in March of 2021. So between March and June, we'll qualify. And our goal is just to become the top American team, You know, get the highest seed possible, and then carry on. Man, that is a long time away when you think about it. And I know that you know, other sports are trying to restart the NBA, the NHL. You know, football is still the big question mark is whether or not the NFL or the NCAA are going to actually start football on time. Um, what, is, what is the case with volleyball? I mean, especially beach volleyball where you excel so much. 
internationally where you qualify for the Olympics. That's the biggest tour in the world um, where every country in the world almost is represented. That season is just on hold. They, they have tentative tournaments scheduled for October in China and in Mexico, but those are very tentative. We just don't know. So our tentative plan is to get back in the sand together in September because we don't want a year to go by without being together and then just have fun working really hard. You know, if we have until March until we compete, we'll start going really hard in January, you know, be prepared to win. Well, who do you guys turn to to protect who you are as athletes and when it is safe to go back? Because I hear a lot from the unions in, in the major sports, uh, the NFLPA, Major League Baseball Players Association, the NBA union, the NHLPA, who represents you as a collective group? To be honest, Boomer, nobody. You know, and that's almost the beauty of our sport because we're independent, you know, we're autonomous and we have to make up our own minds, our own decisions, but we are at the mercy of the powers that be, you know, the, the tour, the FIVB, the AVP, they're the ones who decide if we have tournaments or not. And it's not like the players can just go host their own tournament. As with everything, you know, the Olympic spirit, it comes down to the individual. It's up to us to educate ourselves, to stay healthy, to, you know, fortify our systems against this virus. We're all going to be exposed to it. So we just want to make sure that we're fending it off and not allowing, inviting it in. Um, but as, as far as volleyball is concerned, we're pretty on our own. While Kerry Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat are hoping to strike Olympic gold in beach volleyball in 2021, no one will ever replicate the accomplishments of Walsh Jennings and Misty May Trainer. Now, together, they enjoyed a 112-match winning streak, 19 consecutive titles, and back-to-back-to-back Olympic golds. I have to ask you, going through that streak, was pressure mounting? Did you love the streak? Did you love you know, being the best in the sport and becoming the face of the sport? Oh, Boomer, it, you know, winning doesn't get old, <laughs> as you know. And I think something that Miss United really well when we were in the midst of that is we maintained our hunger which, you know, it sounds lame, but you can get complacent sometimes when you're winning so much. And the tournaments weren't easy. We had to fight for them. We never thought about the streaks. We almost hated when the media would ask us about us. Not that we believed in jinxing, but it's like, we're not focused on that. We just want to win. The pressure was just always internal with us. Um, and we allowed it to fuel our fire so much. But outside, outside stuff never really got to us, which was a beautiful thing. Yeah, but I think it was a great thing for the sport, don't you? Oh, 100%. Like, I feel like when I talk about Misty and I, it was lightning in a bottle. You know, it was like divine timing. We came mm -hmm. together at the right time. We came into the sport at the right time. NBC and Dick Ebersol put us in prime time for three different Olympics, and we won. You know, like, a lot of things have to come together to help reshape a sport. And I feel like Misty and I did that, and we were helped with, you know, all these outside sources who saw something special in us, and then we performed when we had to. And it was a blessing and honor, and it certainly changed my life forever. When you were playing traditional volleyball back in high school and college, you guys basically were rivals, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, she kind of recruits you to come and you go to the Olympics together in 2000, I believe. And then after that, you did not really initially want to play beach volleyball, did you? No, you know, I grew up near Santa Cruz, California, um, and I would avoid playing beach volleyball, which is a beach town in Northern California. I went to Stanford University. I was just an indoor girl. I loved indoor volleyball with all my heart. I played for 12 years. And if you would have told me after my first Olympic Games, which was an indoor in Australia in 2000, that you're going to move to beach for the next Olympics, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. But Misty May, who's the best player to ever live, was looking for a partner. She was my childhood idol. The first time I met her, officially, I asked for an autograph. The first time I beat her playing her in high school, I cried. Like, what do you do when you, you beat your <laughs> idol? 
And so to get the chance to play with a woman who I, I sincerely love, she's like my sister, to play with her for over 10 years, to develop that camaraderie and that sisterhood and to, you know, live life and grow up with her was just literally the blessing of a lifetime. And it's, it set me up for, you know, an amazing run ever since she retired. Yeah, don't you feel like you're on the other side of that equation now where you're the idol, where you're playing with the younger player, you're oh, the God. face of the sport? I hope not, Boomer. No, Brooke, is, <laughs> Brooke and I, we're, we're only equal, and she's so wonderful. You know, I'm 10 years older than her about, and I yeah. never think about it. Brooke is just a competitor. You know, when I was young and playing, I never thought that I was young and playing. I just thought I was a competitor. Now that I'm old and playing, the only time I think of me being old is, you know, when people bring it up, and I don't mind it. You know, experience is priceless. I'm still going after 20 years in the game professionally because I need to keep learning and evolving and growing, and I believe that Brooke and I partnered up because I'm doing that for her, she's doing that for me, and together we can make magic. In 2008, Kerry Walsh Jennings said, I can't imagine playing beach volleyball without her, meeting Misty May Trainer, of course. So how do you find partners to try to replace as you said, the greatest women's volleyball player of all time. You know, Boomer is never about replacing because that's impossible. After Rio, looking for a partner, I wanted the best defender, the woman with the biggest heart and the best character, and that's Brooke Sweat. I honestly believe that Brooke and I have the potential to be the best the world has ever seen. Brooke compliments me in so many ways on and off the court. I'm excited to learn and grow with her. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to say. I just keep getting lucky. I keep hitting home runs with my partners. <laughs> you know, Gary, what they say, defense wins championships. So you picked a good one here in this oh, case. I know this, say, Boomer. I know yes. This. Yes. All right. So let me ask you about a little bit of a controversy because I remember, if I remember correctly, it was around 2009 when you were pregnant with your first child and you were talking about sponsors and about how people wanted to, you know, possibly drop you because of your pregnancy. They were wondering whether or not you were going to be a champion and you felt that pressure. Does that pressure still exist today? Do you still feel the same way you felt back in 2009 when it came to your sponsors? You know, to be honest, Boomer, I, I never felt that pressure. Um, I think it's been spun to, to be said that way. But for me, it's like when one door closes, another door opens. I totally understand why a certain brand wouldn't want this ginormous pregnant woman when they're about performance. You know, that kind of stuff makes sense to me. Um, that being said, on my personal side, I had agents and friends within the AVP being like, Carrie, don't don't get pregnant right now. You're in your prime of your life. You know, this is the peak of your career. What are you doing? All these people are going to go away. And when it's people you trust, you know, and you know, and they say stuff, you have to stop and think about it. But to be honest, I was so ready. <laughs> and mm -hmm. had I not had my babies, you know, I had my boys back to back 2009, 2010, I would have retired because I was unfulfilled. And the moment I had my children, it's like I had more perspective. I had more appreciation for my body and my game um, and my career. And that has bought me an extra. I mean, my oldest is 11 right now. So that bought me an extra 10 years of my career. Um, and they're just such an enhancement to my life and to my career because I'm so much more inspired. I'm so much more focused. And I want them to see mommy win. Like on command, this is Scout Marjorie. She's <laughs> oh, beautiful head of hair. I love it. Um, yeah, she's, she, we, we, we're lions. We have manes. Well, you're one of the lucky ones, Carrie. Congratulations on an absolutely terrific career. Good luck in 2021. Hopefully we'll see another gold medal around that neck of yours. You yeah. deserve it. You are the face of the sport and good luck promoting the sport because I know that's uh, near and dear to your heart. No, I love it, Boomer. And thank you for this opportunity. Have fun with Brookie. Um, and the best is yet to come. So put your seatbelts on. Like Carrie Walsh Jennings, Brooke Sweat arrived at the 2016 Summer Olympics with great expectations. Looking back, she says, Rio was the best time of my life and the most devastating time of my life. It's a pleasure to be joined here on Game Time by Brooke. 
uh, Sweatbrook, it's great to see you. So tell me about that quote. So going into the Olympics, you know, you qualify and you're just on an all-time high. And you use those, after we qualified, we had maybe like a, a month and a half to prepare for the Olympics. And in that month and a half, we had really good training, really good tournaments. I think we actually beat Carrie Walsh Jennings in April um, in a tournament leading up to Rio. So we were playing really good and we were really excited. And then, um, you know, we got there and just didn't play to our abilities. And, you know, it turned into like, you know, one of the greatest moments of my life to just like complete heartbreak. Looking back now, like I appreciate it and I'm learning from it. And now it's like, you know, the driving force behind what I'm doing now, real motivation um, leading up to 2021. How close were you to retiring? Very close. I thought I was done after 2016. I had um, been battling a shoulder injury, but when Carrie Walsh Jennings calls, you don't say no. So here I am. <laughs> I was just going to say, so what is that like getting a call from Carrie and her asking you to be her partner? You know, I was on the fence of like, do I want to come back? Do I not want to come back? And, um, you know, I've been wanting to move back to Florida. I've been out in California for almost 10 years. But when Carrie called, it was like a no brainer. It's like, okay, I'm playing. Like I was still coming back from my shoulder surgery. So we couldn't get on the sand right away. But she's like, whenever you're ready, like, let's get on the sand and feel this out. So um, I was in Florida at the time that we talked. So as soon as I could, I was on a plane to California and got in touch with her. And now we're here. <laughs> So explain to me exactly how do you win Defensive Player of the Year? Not only once, not only twice, but four times. And what does it take to win Defensive Player of the Year in your sport? Like, how does somebody know that you're a great defender? Well, you know, I was lucky to play with some really great blockers that cannot go unnoticed. And I attribute my defense to playing with um, blockers. And, you know, the other players just don't want to hit into the blockers. They don't want to go that route. So then they try to beat me and my blockers make it easier for me at the net. Someone once told me, you know, if you go after, if there's 10 balls, if you go after five of them, you only have a chance to get five balls, 10 balls, you go after 10 balls, you have a chance to get all of them, or at least a touch. And you just never know if you get that touch, even if it's just a fingertip, you never know what can happen. So it's just that mindset of going all out on every play. And I really enjoy that part of the game. Your boyfriend, Nick Sweat, who eventually becomes your husband, was a beach volleyball player. And you didn't think beach volleyball was for you. But then he, I guess, convinced you that this was a way for you to go and to further your career in a sport that you love. He's very convincing. Um, but you're <laughs> right. When I first started playing beach volleyball, it was because I was out there watching him play all the time. So I was like, I'll give this a try. But I hated it. And I never wanted to do it again. But I kept going out there and then eventually it just became like a challenge and I wanted to conquer it. And um, it was just so different than indoor and from anything that I've done before. So I didn't like being bad at something. So um, it just became a challenge. And um, yeah, he's been the my biggest fan and biggest supporter through this whole journey. So it sounds like you and Carrie actually do have something in common. She did not want to go into beach volleyball either. And now it's turned out to be the most winningest women, woman, I should say, on the tour. And now you follow right in, in her footsteps and she selects you to be a part of the team. I mean, can you think and wrap your head around that for a moment? Just exactly how your life has changed so much over the last 10 years? You know, I mean, it's still like is just baffling to me that I'm in this position. And, you know, I, I met Carrie back in like 2004 or 2005 when she came to Fort Myers, which is my hometown. Her and Misty came to do a clinic 
And this was before I knew what beach volleyball was or anything. And I met her and, you know, obviously we're all like, you know, awestruck. And then like, here I am, you know, 15 years later and I'm partnered with her and I, I like, I just can't believe it, but I'm so thankful for it. And just what a wild ride it's been the last 10 years. I always say this, Brooke, in your situation, pressure is a privilege. And if uh, the greatest of all time calls you, you say, yes, you did. And I love the fact that you did. Kerry Walsh Jennings has won more matches than any beach volleyballer in history, including three Olympic titles. Yet, Brooke Sweat, who has never medaled in the Summer Games, says she's hoping to capture gold in Tokyo more for her partner than for herself. And here's what I take away from the both of you, Kerry and you, after speaking to Kerry that you are extremely unselfish and committed to one another to become a success. Um, I'm just wondering, where does that come from, Brooke, and why is that so important? Tell people why that's so important, especially when you rely on somebody else in your sport. Yeah, there's only two of us out there on the court. And, um, you know, you can get so caught up in, like, what you're doing and what's happening to you, and you want to look good out there, and that's not going to win you matches. It's not going to win championships. So um, I think you always have to play for the for your partner, and, um, you know, sometimes you have to swallow your pride, and um, I think Carrie does a great job doing that with me. Um, but that's the only way to win is to play for your partner and um, just be very selfless out there and, you know, take the blame even when, you know, it's not yours to take, but you just take the blame. You just do everything you can to make your partner be the best they can be. And Carrie does such a great job of doing all that for me. And that's what I want to do for her. I want to win that gold medal. Like I want to do that for her more than for me. She deserves it. Everything she's done for this sport and um, for her to still be playing and, um, you know, to call me and want to play with me. Like I would do anything, you know, to get that gold medal for her. So that's, that's what we're we're aiming for. What what did you learn from your experience at, the, at your first Olympics? What what can you take from that heart wrenching, heartbreaking experience that you told us about earlier, and then apply to hopefully next year's Olympics? I think it's just being relentless on the court, and um, you know, looking back, I've only watched parts of matches. I can't get myself to watch a full match. Um, I see you know blips here and there, but um, you know, I don't know if I was actually playing to win. Um, I was playing not to mess up, playing to keep the ball in play, and that obviously doesn't win you matches. So um, I'm going to be going all out. Um, I'm going to be smart how I play, but more aggressive. Um, absolutely have to do that to win, especially with the girls coming up now who are just so physical and it's turning into a different kind of game. Um, I kind of have to change my game up a little bit, and that's why I'm going to be working my butt off this offseason to do. You know, most of the older players that I talk to that are still playing in their respective sports all say that it's a young person's game, that the level of athleticism, the intensity that is brought to the game by the younger player is significant. And you can see that uh, you're in your mid 30s, you know, Carrie's in her early 40s and you guys have a very, you know, I guess, big mountain to climb, if you will. What is it going to take for the two of you to ultimately be successful as a team? Um, you know, it's just leaning on each other through this time. First of all, get through this time together. You know, coming back from injuries is never fun. And um, luckily, Carrie's been there um, and has been through it. So um, we're going to get through this time together. And then it's just having fun. I think we put too much, too much pressure on ourselves last year. Um, I wanted to be perfect for, for Carrie. Um, she wanted to do the same for me. So it's kind of letting that go 
and just being able to play free. I think that's when we both play our best. And um, I think we are far enough along into our partnership where we know each other and we trust each other. And that's gonna play a big role into going into Tokyo and winning a medal there. Um, so it's trust and just playing free and that's when we're gonna play our best. Well, it was great to meet you and thank you so much for coming thank on. You. Our thanks to Brooke Sweat and to Carrie Walsh Jennings for joining us. I'm Boomer Esiason and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time with another pair of American Olympic hopefuls, track and field stars Ryan Krauser and Nia Ali. Yeah, when you uh, do a show like this, and the great thing about doing a show like this is that I go out of my comfort zone. I get to meet really special people that put a lot of time and effort into whatever their sport may be, whatever their passion is. I love the way that you carry yourself and I love the message that you bring. Well, that's so nice. Thank you. It's like looking in a mirror, huh? Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs>